What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about tight calves. Today's episode is inspired by, I've been seeing a lot more clients, a lot more of my moms who now, with the sun is coming out, regardless of the over 100 degree weather, they're getting outside and they're doing more running. And because of that, they're coming in with tight calves, sometimes a little even um, tightness going down into the Achilles, and they're wondering why they're having issues. When one, they were running a little bit before, but they haven't been running maybe the mileage or been running as often as they are now, or maybe this is their first time getting back into running since whenever. So they're experiencing more tight calves and wondering what they can do. So I wanted to share some of the feedback that I gave to them um, because I'm sure there are other people out there who maybe you're getting back into running, whether that's the first time, first time in a while, or just something you've been doing. And you're starting to experience a lot of tightness going on in your calves or into your Achilles. I want to today talk to you about the function of the calves and what they're actually doing. We're going to talk about some reasons why your calves are tight. And then, of course, I'm going to leave you with some movements to start incorporating into your pre-running and even post-running routine in order to help out with those tight calves. Okay, so let's get started. First off, I'm going to try not to nerd out too much, but let's talk about the function of the calf. Okay, so what does the calf do? Our calves are important for posture and also for an everyday thing like walking. Now, when I say calf, and I'm not going to go too deep, when I say calf, I want you to understand that the calf muscles are made up of multiple muscles. So when someone says calf, it's not just one big muscle on that lower part of the leg on the back. Our calf muscle is made up of our gastro gastrocnemius, which I just call gastroc, um, which has two heads two parts of it and both of those heads attached from behind our knee down into the achilles down into the heel now we also have our soleus which is deep to that so if we were to like hopefully this is not too graphic but to like take a knife scrape off our gastroc and pull those two heads off right underneath that we would have our soleus and our soleus doesn't cover the entire part of our lower leg like how our gastroc goes from our knee down to our heel our soleus only goes from down our heel and achilles up to about um a little bit halfway a little bit less to through the calf so together those muscles make up our calves and we can get deeper and we can go into some other muscles back there but I just want to talk about those those main ones but together those muscles make up our calf and together they are really strong when it comes to plantar flexion which is pointing our toes now if you listened in last week we talked about exactly the ranges of motion of the mobility in the ankle and one of the things we talked about is plantar flexion so having the ability to point your toes and why Having that range is so important for things like walking, running, jumping, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but I'll make sure I'll tag that episode below so you can nerd out more about that and why plantar flexion is important. But plantar flexion is created from our our gastroc and our soleus working together to point our toes. Think about when you're walking. You have to push off from the ball of your foot. You have to push off to get to the next foot to walk step by step. So... In order to do that, you have to have the activation, the ability 
to activate that calf, the gastrocnemius soleus, to be able to point your toes to give you that push-off mechanism. So the function of these two together are super important. How you work them when it comes to either activating them or strengthening them or as you're stretching them, the position of your leg matters. Now, we talked about digging a little bit deeper that our calf is made up of the two heads of the gastroc, which is on the outside and the inside, and then deep to that and also below that is our soleus. Well, as I mentioned, the soleus does not cross our knee. So regardless if our knee is bent straight, our soleus is affected in either one of those positions. Now, when it comes to our gastroc, if we want to strengthen, activate, or even stretch our gastroc muscles, we have to involve our knee. We have to make sure that our knee is straight in order to get to that gastroc muscle, make sure we're affecting it from our knee down into our heel. And then once we bend our knee in different positions uh, going forward, we can also start to affect that gastroc and also get to that soleus. But our knee plays a huge role when it comes to if we are specifically trying to get the gastroc part of the calf or if we're trying to get the soleus part of the calf. And I'll have movements at the bottom, which I'll definitely drop in the episode notes with the links. And I'll talk about a little bit more, which in the videos, I go in a little bit more depth about what's important in this position. If it's important for us to keep our knees straight or if it's important for us to keep our knee bent, depending on what we are affecting. So make sure you pay attention to that. And when you are doing these movements, that you pay attention to if the knee is bent or straight in that particular movement. All right, so we talked about the gastroc, which is the two muscles in the calf. Then we talked about the soleus, which is deep to that. Those muscles come together and they go into the Achilles, which goes into the heel. Now, for those who are experiencing tight calves, maybe you're only experiencing cramping in your, in your calf. Maybe because you've been having this incidence for quite some time that you may even start to feel a little bit of annoyingness and tenderness in that Achilles because everything is connected. And as long as much of the running, the jumping, all that can affect not only your calf, but start going into your Achilles. And maybe even if you've been neglecting it a little bit longer, it could be affecting our heel down into the bottom of our foot into like plantar fasciitis or something like that. So make sure you start addressing those muscles. All right. So hopefully that wasn't too nerded out for you, but I wanted to talk about at least the two main muscles in that lower part of the leg. Next, let's talk about reasons why your calves are tight. So one of the main reasons comes has a lot to do with overuse or repetitive motions. I talk about running a lot because I have a lot of moms who are runners or a lot of moms that are, I have some moms that are walkers too, um, who walk very often. And we start, they start to experience the tightness in the calf, the cramping, whether that's during their running session or whether that's afterwards. And something that we, we I've noticed in asking them about their, you know, their running, how often are you running? How long are you running? There will be some times where maybe my mom is used to averaging about three to five miles a day or a couple times a week. That's kind of where her happy, her happy spot is and where she feels good. However, this from particular day, it felt great outside. So instead of her three to five, she hit more like seven to nine. And maybe she did that twice in that week because it was great feeling weather. She was feeling good. Well, now we've ramped up the amount of mileage that your, your calves are used to putting on your body. Like your, your, your weight, your body weight is used to putting on those on your body, specifically your knees, your ankles, your calves, your feet muscles. So we can experience more cramping because our calves honestly weren't prepared for that. So take in consideration if you've ramped up your running in the last couple of weeks 
and how that's affected your calves. If you notice that mm, my calves weren't feeling this tight or well, more tighter than I guess what I've been experiencing. But since I've decided to ramp up, add a little bit more, you know, mileage to my runs, I've started to notice more cramping or tightness in my calves. So pay attention to how your training schedule or how your running schedule is. If you have picked up more mileage, if you have changed your shoes, if um, you have added in more jumping into your workout. I have people who have started to get into jump rope as a part of their cardio, which is fucking great. But it goes back to the one, do you have the range of motion and the activation of the muscles in order to get into that plantar fashion and that point, your, um, your toes pointing motion in order to push off the ground? And how often are you doing that? Are we going from like sitting down and being sedentary to just adding in jumping? Because now we're doing a lot of jumping and we don't think about the fact of our body weight. I think it's, don't quote me on this. I want to say it's about 10 to 12 times. I'm going to double check that. But 10 to 12 times our body weight when we're jumping. We have to take into consideration, is our calf ready for all of that? So make sure that if you're adding things like jumping rope or more jumping movements into your training sessions, that you're adding it in gradually and not just going to that. Um, immediately, I think of, I know there's a lot of boot camps out there um, that my moms are joining and getting into, which is great. But a lot of their uh, program workouts are involved with a lot of jumping, whether that's box jumps, jump rope. Maybe that's jumping out of a squat, squat jumps. Whatever it may be, you'll notice that a lot of things may be including more explosive or more jumping. You may notice that your calves start to get tight, your Achilles start to get sore. Maybe something you're feeling something weird in the bottom of your foot. We got to make sure that you listen to your body because going from um, not doing that much moving and using our quad, uh, not quads, I'm sorry, our calves that much into a lot of jumping and running will definitely affect how your calves are feeling and the tightness. So overuse, you know, um, repetitive motions. We got to make sure that we're stretching on our calves. We're preparing our calves and that we're being more specific with our training so making sure that we're actually adding in strengthening you know different calf raises making sure that we're changing the angle of our foot when we're doing that calf raises maybe we need to target more of that inside gastroc head we talked about maybe we need to target that more of that outside head there's different things you can do to make sure that you are specifically training maybe the soleus with the knee bit different like that different things like that so make sure you listen to your body if you're feeling tightness I'm about to give you some movements that you can start using to incorporate into your pre and post routine. Up first, I want to talk about um, a loaded calf stretch. So make sure that you are, um, you can be up on two weights that you'll see I'm up on two plates in the video. But if you have any type of stair or ledge in your house, make sure you have a wall next to you, something you can help grip on. I want you to get onto that step. Try to get the just the balls of your feet on that step and drop your heel down below your toes. So that's the goal to get that good loaded calf stretch, stretch out the entire part of the lower calf. Um, if we want to stretch out our soleus, which you mentioned the soleus does not cross the knee, I also put in there a soleus stretch that you will see that has our knee bent. Another movement I'm suggested is two up and one down, which just means just being more specific and putting our weight through one calf. If you notice that one calf is tighter than the other, or maybe if you just want to make sure that we hit both of them in this way, but you come up onto a calf raise on two of your feet. So both of your feet, then we lift up one foot and drop the heel down below the toes. So you'll see it's just putting more weight on that one heel that we're dropping below. 
And then last but not least, this is not a stretch. This is more of an activation. So we know everything is connected. What's happening into the, when something's happening into the back, the posterior part of our leg, something has to be happening in the front. So I want you to take in consideration doing what's called butt scratchers, which is just strengthening the front part of our leg. Think about when you get things like shin splints. All right. We're going to make sure that the muscles that are opposing our calves are also getting their work and holding up their end of the bargain. If they're the muscles that are supposed to pull our toes up towards our shin to make sure we can like get that momentum when we're running to get our foot up, then our calf has to come in and do the opposing thing and push our foot so we can move to the next step. So this butt scratcher involves you being up against the wall and bringing your toes towards your shin and just starting to train the muscles in the front of our calf. I hope you found today super valuable. I hope I didn't nerd out too much and in going into the muscles, but as I always, I just want to teach people about their body and get them understanding that there are definitely some things that they can start doing on their own to start affecting and changing their body, all right? So as always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all the next episode.